Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. Like Pastor Johnson said this in the morning service at 11 a.m., that he's the apostle's spare tire, so... I guess I'm Jonathan's spare tire tonight. Amen? <laughs> um, the title of my message is Attitude of Gratitude. Now with um, Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, uh, we can easily get caught up in the busyness of the preparation of the holidays, right? Um, the women, they want to impress the family with their special recipes, and they might be, you know, stressed out of everything they need to buy, run, run into the supermarket, get everything, beat the other women to get the right recipes, right? And we could, we could easily lose focus and we could easily lose the meaning of what it means to be thankful. I especially love the Christmas season. That's my favorite season of any holidays. Um, me and my wife enjoy um, during the Christmas season just to go riding around the neighborhoods and looking at all the lights that people put up in their houses and going through the neighborhoods. And especially at night, it looks so beautiful, all the lights and all the decorations. I, and I personally love um, Christmas music as well. I love Christmas music. It's just uplifting and it puts you in a good spirit. It makes you feel um, grateful. Amen? Now, how many people here are Black Friday shoppers? Let me see your hands. Okay. No. A couple. Three, four, five. Okay. How many people here hate Black Friday because of the pandemonium and all the madness? Let me see your hands. Okay. A couple of people. I hate Black Friday as well. And most people are fed up with Black Friday, so they shop online, like Cyber Monday, right? Right before Black Friday, and they get their deals online. They don't have to go through the hassle of making the lines and, you know, pushing people. It's, it's crazy how um, all these advertisements make people just go crazy and just, you know, get in the flesh <laughs> instead of being in the Christmas spirit, and, right? Now, what does the Bible say about being thankful? When someone opens the door for you, right, your automatic reply is thank you because we're so used to it, right? It happens on a daily basis almost, especially for women. You know, you see a woman coming in a building or at your job, they're trying to open the door where I work at. It's, um, I have to click in with like a little clicker because it's an electronic door. And then, you know, it buzzes open. And uh, most of the employees there that are girls, they like have a hard time coordinating, you know, clicking and then opening the door at the same time. So where, I, where my office is is right next to those doors. So I just go ahead and when I hear the bzz, bzz, Buzzy song, I just go ahead and open the door for them. And they're like, oh, th thank you. And it's something that we hear so common, but are we really grateful? Are we really thankful? Are we really feeling thankfulness when somebody does something to you, a kind deed? Or is it just to become a routine, something just that is normal and you just pass it by and you really don't feel it? We live in a society where people are weighed down with major problems. They don't, they don't know how to handle the major problems in their life. Especially during this holiday season, there's a lot of people who are um, depressed. 
There's a lot of people who feel um, anxiety. There's a lot of people who feel worry because maybe they have lost a loved one. And since now that person is not around to celebrate the holiday season with them, they feel down. Maybe somebody has lost a job during this holiday season now, and they're worried and they're anxious. Or maybe somebody's going through financial problems, and they don't know how they're going to buy the presents for Christmas or how they're going to pay their bills, you know, to do both. You know, it's, it's stressing them out. But being thankful is connected to someone, especially God, and being thankful is connected to something. You know, you're thankful and you're grateful for something. And the Bible connects being thankful to God. We are to give God thanks and be grateful for his blessings. We are, be, we are to be thankful to God and be thankful to others and not take God and others for granted. That brings me to my first point, which is being thankful is God's will for you. Let's follow me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. And it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And this is a scripture that clearly tells you what the will of God is. It says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And the top question of every Christian, right, is what? What is the will of God for my life? You hear that a lot in Christian circles, especially Christians are like, oh, I want to know what God will for my life is. And the answer is very simple. Be thankful. Be thankful. That's it? Yeah, right there's the answer. Be thankful. But how is that going to help me find God's will? How do I know what career to choose? How do I know what person to marry? I need to know if God's going to heal my sickness. I need to know how I'm going to pay these bills. And you're telling me just to be thankful? What you don't realize is that God was the one who created you. There are some people who are discontent and satisfied with themselves. They're dissatisfied how they look. They're discontent with the family God has put them in, you know, and especially with the youth, they go through a lot of identity issues, especially if you have problems at the home that really affects the youth because I was one of them. I remember my parents having problems at home and they would constantly fight. And I wished I belonged to another family. Like I always say to myself, wow, why couldn't I be born in so-and-so's family? Look at so-and-so's parents that they don't do whatever they want, they let them, you know, eat ice cream at night, they let them go out late at night, they don't have any curfew. And to tell you the truth, I was really ungrateful towards my parents. But it wasn't until the grace of God reached me and I learned how to honor my father and my mother as a Christian that I started feeling appreciation towards my parents, towards where God had put me. And your attitude towards yourself family and others is a reflection of your lack of thankfulness to God. You did not choose to be born. You did not choose how you will look. God is the one who chose when you will be born and when. 
God is the one who chose what family you will belong to. He is the one who created us, and we did not create ourselves. The way you look, your parents, the parents that he gave you, and where you live is all strategically planned by God. God purpose for it to happen this way for you one day could be saved, could come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what happened to me. If it wasn't for the parents that I had, I probably would have never have come to the Lord because of the situations that was going on. God's grace brought me to him because of those issues, because where he put me, where he planted me when I was born and the parents that he gave me. Go with me to Psalm 100, verses 3 to 5. It says, Know the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us, and now we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. That brings me to the second point. Being thankful gives you revelation of God's goodness. Look what verse 4 says. It says, to enter his gates with thanksgiving. Let me give you the 2017 version of what gates mean. Enter the church with thanksgiving and not with your quejabanzas. Complaining about everyone and complaining about everything. There is something supernatural that starts happening when you start thanking God in the midst of your mess. Thanking God connects you with who he is. It gives you a revelation of him. Every time you thank God, you're being transformed on the inside because you are giving him glory. Thanking God releases revelation of his goodness in the middle of trials. And I think that's the, one of the most difficult things to do is thank God in the middle of a trial because trials have a way of really bringing out the worst in you, right? If you're not controlled and filled by the Spirit. But if you're a mature Christian and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll learn to give God thanks in the midst of those trials. And God will reveal the goodness of his character to you in the midst of those trials, and God will bring you out. Amen? Now look at what the psalmist says in verse 5. It says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Now what brought this revelation of how good God really is? How did the psalmist get this revelation? Look at verse 5 again. Look what it says. I'm sorry, verse 4. It says, giving thanks, giving him praise, blessing his name, and being thankful to him. You know, stop trying to figure everything out in your life, how it's going to play out. Because what that does, it just gets you bitter, it gets you anxious, it gets you worried. But instead, start giving God thanks. Thanksgiving is the answer. Because what we really want is a quick fix out of all our problems. And God will deliver you from your problems. And God will help you and give you the grace. But in the midst of those problems, God wants to reveal his character to you. God wants to reveal his goodness to you. But we, our human nature is what? Get out quick. 
you know? We want the quick fix, you know? We want the easy way out, but not, but not with God, you know? God, God really wants his children to get to know him, to know who he is. And being thankful and being grateful is a way out, is a way of escape. Maybe God could deliver you quickly, but maybe he'll prolong the trial to see what's in your heart, to see if you're grateful towards him or not, to see if you really know who he is or if he could take you out of it. And being grateful can get you out of any circumstance if you know who God is because it reveals his goodness. And, it's, and it is time for Christians to get all bitterness out of their lives. The Bible says, do not let a root of bitterness spring up and cause you to fall short of God's grace because bitterness grows in you and it says the root of bitterness so that means that when it grows it grows like a tree when it has roots and it's really firmly planted in you but bitterness is not from God bitterness will cut you off from the grace of God and God is the only one that has all the power to pull out those roots of bitterness out of your life through thanksgiving Amen? When you are thankful, God gives you grace. Instead of being bitter and anxious, give thanks to God in your prayers. Maybe someone has disappointed you. Maybe you are having financial problems and you cannot eat the food that you would like to eat. Especially now, um, health is something really big now, especially the nutrition industry with organic food. I would like to eat organic food, but wow, it's really, really expensive. Like a little can of tuna is like six, seven dollars. You know, I multiply that by four people, you know, thirty dollars just in like in a can of tuna. <laughs> I'd rather just like trust God <laughs> to tell you the truth. <laughs> but let me tell you this that your peace of mind is dependent on you giving thanks to God. Giving God thanks as simple as it sounds, is the answer to getting rid of all negative emotions that kill your spirits. How many of you know there's negative emotions that kill your spirit? Bitterness, especially as one of them. Unforgiveness. All these things poison your spirit and cause you to become bitter and you cannot see the goodness of God in your life. So what starts happening is you start complaining about everything. Like the children of Israel, the people of the Old Testament, they were asking God to deliver them, and God answered their prayer, and you think that they'll be grateful, so God started taking them out of slavery into God's blessing, God's promises, and they started complaining. They started reminiscing and going back to how things used to be because it got hard, and sometimes God will answer your prayer and give you what you want and allow trials and hardship to come during that process, during that transition of what he's bringing you out of and what he's bringing you into, that you start complaining, you start murmuring, you start becoming complacent, and you forget to be grateful towards God. And you start backsliding in your heart. And that's where the root of bitterness starts coming out. And you notice it because when everything starts bothering you, you know that there's lack of thankfulness towards God in your life. That's the indicator. If everything bothers you, you're easily irritated. Maybe you haven't given thanks to God during that week. Maybe you haven't stopped and reflected and think about that God really doesn't owe us anything. He is God. 
God saved us by his grace. God saved us by his mercy. God saved us because he loved us, and he doesn't owe anything to anybody. You know, we came into this world naked, and we're going to leave naked. You know, so we spend all this time stressing out, trying to hoard things and trying to prosper, which is not bad, but at the expense of what? Of your health, at the expense of being bitter and frustrated because things are not going your way and they're not going according to your timing, your timetable. We need to be careful that in the midst of trying to get what we want, that our hearts become bitter towards God because God doesn't give it to us when we think we should have it. That's why the solution to bitterness is thankfulness. And we are to be thankful to God. We are to be thankful for his blessings. When you are thankful, God gives you grace, like I just mentioned earlier. And let me tell you this, your peace is dependent on your level of thankfulness towards God. Look at what it says in Philippians 4, verse 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It says to pray with thanksgiving. You know, when we come to God, we got to remember that he is God. We got to remember that he is sovereign and that he loves us. And when we pray and we ask God for things, thanksgiving has to be an ingredient in your prayer. You can't just go rushing in, give God your dirty laundry list, I want this, this, and that, and then rushing out. You know, that's ungratefulness towards God. That's, you're not acknowledging who God really is in your life. Or you don't realize how great God is, how merciful he is, and that he doesn't really owe us anything. And Thanksgiving is so important that even when you eat food, the Bible has a scripture and tells us that we are to give thanks for the food that we eat. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. It says, For everything God created is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. If you don't have the money, right, to eat organic food or expensive healthy food, don't stress out about it. Give God thanks for the food that he provides, for the food that you could afford. God promises through the word and thanksgiving that he will sanctify the food so it can nourish your body. Isn't that amazing? That you could give God thanks, something as simple as giving God thanks for food. And God says that because of thanksgiving, he's going to protect what you eat. He's going to sanctify what you eat because you're giving thanks for that food, just a simple act of thanksgiving. God is all-powerful. God is amazing. He's even involved in the food that you eat. He's involved in every single detail of our lives, and we are to be grateful and thankful to him. And there's a testimony that really impacted me that I heard from a pastor. His name is um, Jack King. Now, uh, before this Jack King became a pastor, he shared a testimony about how his father's 
business partner murdered his father. Um, his, Jack King, um, this preacher, his father was in business. He had this business partner. And I, I don't remember what the business was, but there were, there were business partners. But I guess out of greed, this other business partner murdered Jack King's father to get 50% of the business. And Jack King was really angry, bitter, and he was full of resentment. He was full of unforgiveness. And he wanted to get back at this guy. He really wanted this guy to pay for murdering his father. They took um, the, the father's business partner to trial. They took him to court, but the court couldn't find evidence enough to link him to the murder, so they had to let him go free. So Jack King, this preacher, he was very depressed. He was really, really bitter in his soul. And he became a Christian one day. And he started praying with his family. And he, said, he was saying the story that um, they will pray in the living room with his family every morning before going to work. That's what they will do. And one day, as they gathered together to pray, the Lord started nudging Jack King, saying, pray for the person who murdered your father. Start praying for him. And he, didn't, he did not want to do it. It said he struggled with that because he had unforgiveness. He had bitterness in his heart because of what happened, because of the injustice of the murder of his father. And every time he'll gather together to pray with his family, God wouldn't quit on him. God kept nudging him, pray for so-and-so. So he started to obey. The next time his family got together to pray, um, the family prayed, and then he would just say a short, simple prayer. He would just say, bless so-and-so. I don't want to say the name. Bless so-and-so. Very short, simple prayer. And that went on for a long time. And when he did that, you know, his wife was shocked. He was like, why are you praying for this guy? He murdered your father. And he said, no, the Lord told me to start praying for him. So he started praying these short little prayers. After some time had passed, um, he, went, he went out to go do an errand. And he ran into the guy in the street that murdered his father. And guess what happened? Yep, exactly. He saw this man that killed his father and all these emotions, bitterness, resentment, all this toxic emotion he had inside of him came to the surface. And what he really wanted to do was beat that guy up. But the grace of God came upon him and he preached the gospel to him and he got saved. He gave his heart to the Lord. And this is such a powerful testimony because Jack King, he says that he was grateful, not because his father got murdered, but he was grateful because when he started obeying God and praying and blessing God for that person, the grace of God came upon him and he was able to preach the gospel to this guy and this guy got saved. And... He says that he's very thankful for how God turned a really bad situation into something awesome, 
into a powerful testimony. He even wrote a book about it. He has a, a bestseller book about it. I'm not going to say the name because I'm not here to promote books or anybody, but he was so thankful to God how God worked that situation for good. How he was able to give thanks in the midst of such a horrible, horrible tragedy. How God worked it out because of his obedience, because of his praise to God, and because of his thanksgiving to God in the midst of this situation. Devastating situation for him. You know, he lost his father. And I'm not sure if his father was a Christian or not. He didn't say, but thankfulness is powerful. It's powerful how by just giving thanksgiving to God, being grateful to God, God could turn your situation around. God will change your inside first, and then he'll change your circumstances around you by a simple act of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a way that you express your gratefulness to God and others. Being thankful and giving God thanks glorifies God and gives you revelation of his goodness. How would you feel if no one would ever thank you for anything you have done for them? You'll feel unappreciated, right? You'll feel rejected. And it's the same sentiment with parents. You know, if you're a son, if you're a daughter, I encourage you to one day just sit down with your parents and say, you know, mom, dad, I just want to thank you for everything you have done for me. I want to thank you for raising me the way you raised me. I want to thank you for giving me the stuff that you gave me within your capacity. Because nowadays, the trends are so crazy. It's like there's a new iPad out every six months. There's a new iPhone out every six months. And it's like if you try to keep up with the Joneses, you'll become ungrateful and bitter because the grass always looks greener on the other side. You know, you always want better. You always want more. You know, you never get tired of getting new things because it's a good feeling to have new things. But not to the point where you become bitter and angry at your parents and you scream at them and you disrespect them and you throw a temper tantrum, you know, in the store because they can't give you what you want at that moment. You know, that's ungratefulness. And the characteristics of people in these last days, the Bible says, is ungratefulness. They become ungrateful towards their parents and God. They become full of bitterness and anger, causing them to fall short of the grace that God has provided. Research shows that consistently grateful people are happier, more energetic, more hopeful, more helpful, more empathetic, more spiritual, more forgiving, and less materialistic. They are also less likely to be depressed, anxious, lonely, envious, neurotic, or sick. One, in one study, one group of participants were asked to name five things they are grateful for every day, while another group was asked to list five hassles. Those expressing gratitude were not only happier and more optimistic, they reported fewer physical symptoms such as headache, cough, nausea, or acne. Other gratitude studies have shown that those with chronic illness demonstrate clinical improvement when practicing regular gratitude. 
Severely depressed people instructed to list grateful thoughts on a website daily were found to be significantly less depressed by the end of the study when compared to depressed people who weren't asked to express gratitude. And we know that depression is a significant risk factor for disease. You weren't designed by God to carry disease and sickness in your body. God brings healing to the human body through thankfulness and attitude of gratitude. That brings me to point number three. Being thankful glorifies God. In 2 Corinthians 12, 15, it says, For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. It is God's work of grace that gives us heartfelt thanksgiving. The grace God pours in our hearts help us feel thankful. Thanksgiving should not be lip service, saying to God, thank you, when you don't really mean it. God said about the Pharisees that they worship me in vain because they give me lip service by saying wonderful things about me, but their hearts are far from him. God says their hearts are far from me because their hearts are not attached to their lips. What they're saying with their lips is not connected to their hearts. Being thankful is the result of the grace of God has poured into our hearts. When you genuinely feel thankful, you will give God glory in the midst of your pain. When you really feel thankful, you will have this joy in your heart that will spread to others. People will notice the grace of God upon your life. You will stand out. You will express that grace. Thanksgiving will overflow from your heart and the grace will become contagious to others. Thanksgiving gives God glory because it gives you a revelation of how good God is. That grace will produce in your heart heartfelt thanksgiving that will glorify God. I'd like to conclude with a couple of examples in the Bible of people giving thanks to God. In Luke 17, we're not going to go there, just to reference. In Luke chapter 17 is the story of a leopard. There were 10 leopards, and they were crying out to Jesus, Master, Master, have mercy upon me. Heal me. And Jesus said to those 10 lepers, Go and wash. And as they went to go wash with water, the 10 of them got healed. But only one came back to glorify God. And something interesting happened to this leper when he came back to glorify God and give thanks to God. So the Bible says that this leper came back and found Jesus. He must have been like looking desperately for Jesus. He must have been so grateful and thankful that God healed him because he was an outcast. When you're a leper, they give you this little bell that you got to ring in society when you're walking uh, in public and say unclean, unclean, and you have to be ringing that bell because leprosy back then is contagious and there was no, there's no cure for it. So you, you will be basically the outcast of society. You'll be a reject in society. And the other nine leopards, knowing this and experiencing this, were ungrateful to God. They really didn't appropriate the grace of God. And they probably went out 
you know, and live their own life how they wanted to without coming back and giving thanks to God or glorifying God with their life, being healed from leprosy. And this one leper finally found Jesus and he bowed down and he worshiped Jesus and he glorified God and he thanked Jesus. And Jesus told them, weren't there 10 leopards and all of them cleansed and, and this only one came back to give me thanks for healing? And he told this leopard, go, your faith has saved you. Because of his gratefulness, because of his thanksgiving towards God, because of the grace of God that came upon him, he not only got saved, he not only got healed, but he also got saved. He also received salvation from Jesus because he came back to God and expressed his gratefulness to God. There's another story of an Old Testament character called Hannah. This lady was barren. She couldn't have children. And she would constantly be praying to God in the temple. And her husband was a priest, and, she, and they would pray. And her husband really, I guess, didn't care too much about her because he even made fun of her. One time they were having dinner at the table, and she was praying, and the, and the high priest, her husband, thought she was, like, drunk. And he made fun of her, but she was, she was saying to her husband that she was praying for a child. And she wanted a child so badly. And God one day answered her prayer. God one day remembered her and gave her a child. But Hannah, when she prayed to God to have this child, she vowed to God, if you give me this child, I'll give him back to you. to serve you and be consecrated completely to you. And the time came when she gave birth. And her husband, the high priest, says it's time to give the child to the temple priest so he could serve in the temple all the days of his life. And Hannah was, was not ready. And she's like, let me wean the child. Let the child grow up, mature, be a little bit stronger. Because she was breastfeeding the child. And when the time passed, she gave the child up to the Lord, to serve the Lord forever in the temple, consecrating him to the service of God. And she was so thankful and she was so grateful for that child that she was willing to give it up to glorify God. And our ultimate example is Jesus. He gave thanks as he was surrounded by thousands of hungry people and multiplied the food, the two fish and the loaves. He gave thanks to God for hearing his prayer for the raising of Lazarus before Lazarus rose from the grave. He said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. Even before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he knew the cross was before him and gave thanks to the Father as he broke bread and drank the cup with the disciples. 
a heartfelt attitude of gratitude brings glory to God. And if God doesn't do anything else for us, we should be grateful. Just because he loved us and he died on the cross for our sins and gave us salvation, gave us eternal life. And that alone should be the motive for our thanksgiving because we have received a grace so amazing, so awesome. Like the song says, amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. Because we're sinners, we were enemies of God, and God reconciled us and poured that grace in our hearts. And that grace reveals the goodness of God. And that grace produces thanksgiving. And it's only through that grace that we could give thanks because that grace helps us realize who we really were and what we're becoming. We're becoming like Christ. And we are to extend that grace to others. We are to be thankful to God and be thankful for others. You know, we gotta stop using people to our advantage and using them just to get what we want. That's not the grace of God that God has placed in our hearts. That's not the grace. God has put that grace in your heart so you can be thankful to him and you can feel it, that it becomes real to you, it becomes genuine. And only that grace helps you become thankful and only that grace is the cure to bitterness, to depression, and to all these other negative emotions that kill you. Because if it wasn't for that grace, what would be the condition of our hearts? Where would we be? I know if it wasn't for that grace that saved me, if it wasn't for my gratitude towards God, for that salvation, I wouldn't be here. I probably would have been dead. I probably would have been in jail. But because of that grace that revealed to me the goodness of God, I am here with a grateful heart, serving God and fulfilling my calling. But, but these holidays, let's be grateful. Even if you're going through trials, even if you're going through hardship, even if you don't have the money to buy the presents that you want, don't let that ruin your heart. To let that make you a bitter person, ungrateful person. Give God thanks for the things that you have. And give God thanks for the blessings you're going to receive. You know, we are called as Christians to be thankful, to be grateful. Because that gives glory to God. You know, when the people see that you're going through issues and struggles. And, you know, people, they do see you. And people do have discernment and they know certain things about you especially your close ones your family your friends they know certain things about you and they see your gratefulness to God that brings glory to God in the midst of your pain in the midst of your trial in the middle of your mess if you could be thankful to God that will glorify God and people will see the glory of God upon your life you know how can that person be going through this and still have a smile on his face, still serve God, still be on fire for God. 
is because of gratefulness. We need to appropriate that grace, and that grace should lead to thanksgiving because that's the only way you can glorify God. Amen? Let's stand up.